All right, everyone. Hi, this is Mark Boyle. I thought I'd do a quick uh, little video on uh, what's been going on um, with me, life in general, and haven't had a lot of time to uh, just sit down and record a podcast or any of that shit. So this is it. So before I get into what I really want to talk about um, today, I was just going to say that what's going on with my pre-trial conference, I went to court or to see the, the city attorney or city prosecutor, whatever they call her. And I, you know, kind of told her what I was thinking of as far as why I had done what I was doing. Um, it appears that the city is now in talks with the city manager and the lawyer and the mayor to maybe drop the charges against me. I, I think they're they're not as confident in their case as they originally were. I, I think my case is number one for the whole year of 2020. So the, the I don't think anyone's ever taken it this far. And so we shall see what's going on. But I didn't play all my cards because that's not what a pretrial conference is all about. The city was explaining to me their their charges against me and and what they're going to do if I don't, you know, get a permit. I told them I won't because of, you know, Proposition 207 and and the, uh, oh, don't want to change things. And the, uh, the law is written in, in the city ordinance that's violating my, my private property rights and that I'm a private residence, not part of residential houses, housing, and she explained to me that all homes, private or otherwise, are considered, considered residential, and therefore it's part of their inventory of housing, you know, on some spreadsheet somewhere, whatever the fuck, which I explained to her was not really accurate, but my my position in the pretrial hearing was not to explain my case because, you know, I'm just defending against their case. And so I think they saw that uh, there's probably not enough to prove beyond, you know, a preponderance of proof that I'm in violation of public health and safety and all that. So we'll see. I'm hopeful that the talks with the city will, they will just wave enforcement on my property. The, 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 the house itself is 120 years old. The town itself is barely 120 years old. So I think everything should be grandfathered in. The house was built by one of the original, you know, landowners in Benson before Benson became Benson. So we'll see. And uh, so that's where that's at. I, I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm hopeful that they will just drop this nonsense and let me get on with my effing life, but I don't know. You never know what these yahoos are thinking. But I'm pretty sure they're thinking their case isn't as all-powerful as they had originally thought. So I've been watching a lot of YouTube videos lately, you know, building my house and all that, just on how things are done and how to do this and maybe tricks on doing that especially with three-way switches with the electrical and stuff. And what I've noticed now is a lot of 
Biden ads. The Trump ads on YouTube are skippable. But oh, them Biden ads are not skippable. You got to watch the whole pathetic thing. And most of them were talking about this, you know, shutdown or whatever we're calling it, stay-at-home orders and wear fucking mask orders and stuff. I find it to be quite interesting that a lot of the, the, the ads for Biden are, you know, older people talking about Social Security and how Biden is going to protect your Social Security, which uh, he's been in there 50 years and he hasn't done a very good job of that. And that's fine. That's up to the voters to, you know, figure this shit out. But the ones that really offend me are when Biden's voiceover is talking about how these people, you know, should be able to see their grandchildren and all that. And and then then the person in the video is like, you know, Trump has let us down and we can't be with our kids and his lack of action. And, and I, I'm wondering, you know, how many Americans really think that people can't see their, their grandchildren because of this lockdown or shutdown or stay the fuck home orders and think it's Trump's fault? And Trump's made it really clear. He goes, this is on the governor's. He goes, you know, same with the protests. He can't call in the National Guard and all that unless the governors ask for it. And, and so it's, it's clear when I see the ads that, you know, Biden is, is pandering to a group of people that think everything should be solved at a federal level by the president of the United States. And, and he's using that in, in the love of our grandchildren and our parents and all that that we have to you know and we can't go see our parents we can't let our kids see the grandparents or whatever and I'm a grandparent and and so I you know I'm supposed to sit there and go yeah I wish I could see my grandkids and it's all fucking Trump's fault no it's the governor's fault if there was any kind of stay-at-home orders that you know the state was enforcing with that in, in my state, they're, they're kind of like, ah, eh, whatever anymore. You know, it's, it's becoming less and less, you know, Gestapo-ish. But, uh, you know, a lot of states, they still can't, you know, even travel. You can't go see people, you know. You don't want your kids around, you know, old people because they might get coronavirus and, and fucking die. And, and, and so this is a governor and a state issue. And yet, you know, Biden, being the little bitch that he is, and, and typical Democrats, you know, they want total control of the states in the hands of the federal government. And yet when there's an issue, then they'll go, oh, hey, that's states' rights. So they're always burning both ends of the candle, you know, to get the, the most light out of it from their point of view, you know. And so it's it's aggravating to me, not because Biden is saying it and not because YouTube's playing these fucking ads constantly every time I watch a video, no matter what it's about, dust collection in my shop or a fucking CNC machine ad or fucking electrical ad, there's Biden. Back, 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 you know, because, you know, Google owns YouTube, so they're going to push Biden and, and very few Trump ads. Uh, at all. So it pisses me off that, you know, they're playing this card 
that, you know, federalism. We need federal government to step in and, what, let people go see their grandchildren? Uh, that's a state's rights issue, um, people. And, and so it, it saddens me to think that so many people in America have, have lost their way. And I talked about that in my last video, that people need to realize that you know, we have a choice to make, and it's not just about Trump or Biden. You know, you know the the whole Ruth Bader Ginsburg thing. You know, you know when Scalia, you know Anton Scalia died. You know, she was like, "No, you don't just stop doing what you're doing because it's you know we're in an election. You know, you've got to appoint a new you know person. You know, do your job. But now that you know Trump's the president." You know, here's a supposedly Ruth Bader Ginsburg's dying wishes for to not to be replaced by Trump. She wants a new president, you know, which is horseshit. And I doubt she even said it because she even on her deathbed wasn't that fucking stupid. But maybe, you know, she could have been delirious. And either way, it's it's, you know, it's not her fucking choice. She's she's dying. That seat belongs to we the people, not her. And the Constitution states that that needs to be replaced. And you don't just stop being president, you know, five you know, months or 50 days before the election. You just do your job. I think the, the, the replacing her is important because we have all this talk about unconstitutional things like mail-in ballots and all that because of this unconstitutional thing called, you know, we can't, you know, can't go out and vote because of social distancing because of some made-up scandemic uh, about you know uh, COVID-19. So it's, it's all bullshit and we need to get past it and get through this election so we can continue on before we completely collapse into chaos and, and become a, a banana republic, which is where we're heading. And, and so, you know, I just look at it as people are not seeing the bigger picture. And, and uh, you know, Glenn Tate um, made a good point on one of his posts. He's like, we're at war. And, and, and we can't sit there and mourn the loss of, you know, the opposition, which, you know, Ruth Bader Ginsburg was part of the, the opposition to this whole situation. You know, she didn't like Trump. She's a woman's rights advocate, you know, pro-choice, all this shit. Whatever, which is not the, what a Supreme Court justice is supposed to do anyway, but she was. You know, so we are in a precarious times, and she was, you know, not so much the enemy like shooting bullets at us, but she was, you know, the opposition. And, and I say, you know, fuck her. A lot of people died the same day she died. A lot of people's parents and grandfathers and grandparents and brothers and sisters and spouses you know died the same day she died nobody took a moment of silence you know it's just one in seven billion people on this planet that died and, and we're supposed to you know stop America and, and turn back the, the, the universe to you know to give her some kind of respect you know I don't care. You know, we didn't do that when Scalia died. You know, we don't do that in America. It's sad. We take a, a moment's notice. 
you know, moment of silence, meaning a moment, like maybe 60 seconds, and reflect on somebody that died, and then you move on. You know, my mother died. I was there when she passed away. Me and my brother were both there. We were there with her the whole time for almost a week until she passed. And we sat there and thought about it for a minute, and we were quiet, and, you know, I kind of broke down a little bit. So did he. Hugged each other and said, well, that's, that's that. Nothing I could do about it. You know, I can't stop it from raining, and I can't stop people from passing away. And then we went on with our lives. You know, it doesn't mean we forgot about them. We didn't forget about my dad or my mother, my aunt, my grandmother. You just, you move on. So I think it's all a shell game. Biden's using and the Democrats are using. To, and, and if you don't think the, the election is, is important, um, this one, you know, it's not the most important election. None of them are. It's the President of the United States. I've told you my opinion on that. But it's an important election because he will, uh, you know, he will nominate another person to the Supreme Court. I don't think the Supreme Court is the end-all, be-all. It's one-third of the government. But if, if you, you look at the, the path we are on with the 17th Amendment and electing senators and losing our representation and gerrymandering and who's in power and all that, we really are on a precipice. And, and that has been played out so many times and said, you know, oh, we're on a precipice. This is the most important election in fucking history. No. But we are at a, at a weird point in, in our path, you know, to where I think we can go right or left or down the center or whatever. And we might all end up at the same place, but... Uh, you know, it's it's just a weird point in time. I don't think we can fix it. And no matter who or, or what we do, who we vote for or what we do, is going to change the trajectory of this, you know, this falling car that's already gone off a cliff. You know, the bottom is the bottom, whether the driver of this free fall car is on the right or the left. It's, it's, it's happening. And, and we are losing the Republic. I think we've already lost it, but you know, there's maybe a few more good years to where people can stand up and, and maybe do the right thing and start pulling back power from the federal government, which is what Biden's saying in all his commercials. It's like, you know, Trump failed us, you know, and the federal government should be, you know, taking care of us from cradle to grave, the nanny state. Um, we have very short period of time in which to, uh, you know, fix it. So, you know, it's important election because it gives us maybe four more years to to wake up. I think if Trump is elected, it'll just be four more years of sleep therapy. The Patriots can go, oh, thank God we dodged a bullet. Uh, it might have dodged a bullet. But there's a lot of bullets heading our way. And dodging one is, does not mean that you won the battle. You, you, can't, you can't sit down and rest, you know, on the plains of hesitation. 
you know, lie the bones of countless millions who on the verge of victory laid down to rest and were defeated and overcome, overtaken, destroyed, killed, murdered, wiped out. The Republic is that. We can't rest just because we get four more years of Trump. We can't rest. And I, and I fear that if Trump wins, everyone will take a long pause and then think it's time to rest and it's not, you know. Get a Supreme Court justice, fine. Use that Supreme Court justice to maybe, you know, start talks about over, overturning or, uh, you know, nullifying or whatever fuck they do, the 17th Amendment. So, I, I fear the outcome either way. If Biden wins, then, then we're really on the path of revolution. If Trump wins, we'll... We'll take a break and siesta for four years and then we'll wake up realizing, oh, fuck, we don't have an incumbent to run against whatever Democrat they throw out there. And and now what are we going to do? You know, people will be, you know, tired of Trump, the, the media and, and the Democrats will use that four years to just rip apart Republican policy and, and just continue to move their players into places to where they can finally win when they, you know, it, it's just, it's going to be fucked. I'm, I'm sorry. You know, it's just, it's going to be all fucked up. So anyway, that's, you know, I was watching these videos thinking, boy, you know, if this is the, the people he's pandering to in his videos, then, then we have a problem. And and if people see it that way and they're going to vote based on that, then we're heading to toward federalism really quick and, and, and over-oppressive federal government. And yet, if, if, if Trump wins, which I think he will pretty much in a landslide, then, then what? You know, sleep therapy? We rest. We rest on our laurels. I don't see enough people out there in the in the patriot community, in the prepper community, the survivalist community, the conservative community, the Republican community that are not going to sit there and go, oh, thank God we dodged a bullet and, and, and then stand up and go, okay, next we need to get rid of the 17th Amendment. We need representation back. Let's keep the schools closed and do away with the Department of Education and maybe change something. It's not, it's not going to happen. The odds are stacked against us in doing that. Trump's been doing a great job in getting a lot of deregulation and stuff, you know, passed and stuff. But this last four years, it's not going to be that way. They're not going to let him move left or right or up or down. Because they don't have to worry about him winning the next election. So now they'll just use everything against him. And the media. And Google. And YouTube. And Facebook. And Yahoo. And all these idiots will continue to just sit there and, and, and spin it in the most negative way toward the, the Republican Party. And conservatives. And white people. And they will continue to divide and conquer us. So I, it's an important election only because it's it's almost a, a 
a check and possibly a check made. Not the election. That's just one more move, one more piece on the on the on the board. But once you know Trump wins or Biden wins, then they, they, then they can start lining up their last place to where they can just look at the American people and go, checkmate, you've lost your republic. And we've been avoiding it for years. You know, they'll say check and then we move and then, the, you know, the Fabian Society and the, the puppet masters will go check and then we, we weasel out of it and we cheat death again and then check. And then we, we, we pull off a magic victory and it's check again. And, then, and this is just another 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 play in a very long game of chess where it's like check and and the problem is we're paying three-dimensional chess and and we're, and we're two-dimensionally thinking people you know but these these groups that want to destroy America they're they're huge and they can think three-dimensionally because they can pay people to think three-dimensionally and go you're in charge of this and you're in charge of that and you know they they have groups that are three-dimensional you know they you're just this dimension you're that dimension you're that and then everybody's watching and and the republicans i'm sorry and the conservatives and the patriots we don't have those those think tanks that are watching out for our ass three-dimensionally i mean they're good enough to where we avoid check and checkmate but it, it's 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 getting harder and harder and 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 you know, when you factor in history and the Tetler cycle and, and all these things that, you know, people's moral compass and the Overton window, we're just being drug off point. We don't know what a republic is. We don't know the difference between a republic and a democracy. People get mad at me when I use the Lord's name in vain, but they'll turn around and call us a democracy. Well, you know what? Fuck you. That's offensive to me as an American. I know the difference and so do a lot of people. But... You know, oh, I use the Lord's name in vain. And, yeah, I've lost viewers and download people from podcasts for using the Lord's name in vain. Well, so we are we are at that precipice. You know, it's hard to use precipice and then say we've already gone off a cliff at the same time. Maybe you know, it's 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 like we're rolling down a hill in free fall and. and all our balloons, like in a satellite thing from a movie, you know, bouncing down the hill, and the the balloons are popping and blowing out, and we're we're just barely rolling to the edge, and you know, one little rock falls away, like Mission to Mars, if you've seen that movie with Val Kilmer and all that. Um, now we could just roll off the, the the precipice again, and now all the balloons have popped, and we might just hit bottom. You know, I don't know how to explain it to where people can see the damn importance of what where we are. It's not just about Trump this election. It's about the soul of America. Will we be a republic or a democracy which will which has failed over the last 50 years? We've been a democracy in their opinion for 50, 60 years. Now the next step is socialism, bam, communism. It's not really a lot of difference. In fact, we're a socialist nation right now with all these government programs and, you know, safety nets and all that. We are socialists. 
And once the vote doesn't work and the guns come out, then we're communists. We are already there. We are looking at door number three, which is socialism to capitalism. I mean, or, you know, or communism. It's like, pick. And people don't realize that this election is so damn wire thin, razor's edge. I don't know how to put it into words, but if, if we rest, it's over. And you can see it by watching the commercials and the, and the Biden campaign and the Trump campaign. And people don't realize, you know, it's not the president's job to protect us and let us see our grandparents. It's the governor's job. And these, these states that elected Trump and the representatives and, and all those and the, the Congress people that elected Trump in those districts are turned against Trump. They got elected by saying the right things, but the reality is they hate Trump. That's our representatives. That's Congress. They're not doing their job because of the 17th Amendment. We're going to lose everything. And this could be it. I'm not a fear monger. You know, I don't believe that it's the it, the, the one thing. But it's, it's, a, it's a straw that broke the camel's back type scenario. There's just so much straw heaped on this camel or this pack mule or whatever that one more little rope to hold it on adds just that last little half a pound that makes the camel collapse. You know, it's, I don't know, it's, it's inevitable. I mean, I believe in history and I believe in inevitability and the reality that history is going to do what it fucking does and, you know, it's going to repeat. I just think as a people, we have the opportunity to reverse that course, to, to pull the parachute, to stop the free fall, to land safely, to rebuild our republic. I just don't think there's enough people that understand the concept to do that. And with the media being in, in, the, in the back pocket of these you know, puppet masters, we don't have a chance. You talk about defunding the schools and, 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 and it's going to become an issue. It'll be debated until hell freezes over and then nothing will change. And another two generations of children will be lost to the the, the education system. Talk about doing away with the 17th Amendment. It'll be debated and, and hammered and, and railed on and, until another couple generations of socialism have been down the river and we'll, we'll have lost even more ground. You know, it's the society, because of Facebook and the media and social media and all that, has become so opinionated that with 300 million Americans, with 300 million opinions, it's so easy to divide us and pull us off point. Now, I don't honestly think we have a hope in hell. I really don't. I think it's over. And, and, and if we can vote for Trump, maybe we'll have four more years to get our shit in order. Be like the doctor saying, you're dying of cancer, but the good, the good news is you have four more years to get your house in order. Tell your children and your wife you love them. 
pay off the mortgage, set up a trust, set up a will, whatever. That's it. You got four more years. And, and we're not really sure if that four years will hold. Because during that four years, more things will be happening in your body, the body politic, to where it, it could collapse in a year. So get your life in order. Get your, quite literally, get your house in order. Because it's coming. It's already there. We have malignant cancer in America. The outcome is what it will be. And we all know it. It's communism. It's the end of freedom. That's Satan's plan. He always wanted it that way. And if you don't think you're up against good and evil, right and wrong, then you're a fool. We all know it. We all know it, even though we're not maybe religious. We know there's good and evil. And we know we are on the edge of losing to the evil. And I think we already have. I think that, I think it's the clock is winding down. And soon yeah, well, the alarm will go off. Maybe Christ to come. Something will happen. Whatever. So that's my take on it. And I know I get off point and I kind of ramble a lot and all that. But we all need to realize that it's not just about this election. It's about how we feel and think and act during this election and after this election. And can we pull the republic out of the drain from getting sucked down the toilet or not? Can we muster up enough thinking and, and I don't know, wherewithal to, to actually realize that something must be done? We've tried chemo for 80 years in America to stop this cancer. It's not working. The outcome is predetermined. The body politic will die. And if we have the strength to put our house in order, even though it dies, just like in life, something dies, someone's born. We might be able to rebuild this country. Not change it, not fix it, it's just let it die and then rebuild it. That's my hope. That's my scatterbrained rant prayer that during all this shit, we will do something right. So I'm going to get me breakfast at McDonald's. Maybe. <laughs> Fuck, a lot of people want McDonald's. So, anyway, that's my thought. Think about it. Just think about it. You know, think outside the box. Think outside a party. You know, just like, who's the best person for what we have and the problems we face? Let's hire the right person to get us through this next quarter in business. And during that time, get our shit together. And start doing the right thing and rebuilding the republic that once was. Because we are so far from that. We are not even close to a republic. Well enough, a constitutional republic. And we are a democracy now. And we need to change it back to a republic. And we need to learn what that means. So you all have a great day. Love you all. Enjoy.
enjoy the apocalypse. Bye bye. We made too many compromises already. Too many retreats. We invade our space and we fall back. I'm your Huckleberry. The line must be drawn here. This far, no further. That's just my game.